Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. So we have a fantastic episode for you on 100 Thieves collaborating with Attack on Titan and the Streamer Awards. I love this. I'm, I'm so, so excited. Happy. I was so scared. I was like, what if it's just a I black hoodie with like, a screen print of like Aaron on it like this? I'd like, be like, please, no. Okay, next we are going to talk about a very interesting collab between 100 Thieves and Attack on Titan, the anime. We've seen 100 Thieves do some amazing collabs in the past, like with Gucci, but now we're kind of seeing this intersection between uh, gaming organizations and anime. However, although I've watched some anime, I have not watched Attack on Titan yet, but making my way through some other things. So we're going to bring co-founder and resident expert of Fuser with the Boys, um, Chance- Whoops, we don't give out last names for free. Five bucks and I'll dox him though. To talk about Attack on Titan. Yeah, so uh, you can go look at the, the collab on um, Under Thieves Twitter, but Chance, what do you think about it? Uh, I think overall, it's not like a lot of other anime merches where they just put a few like images from the actual anime itself and put it on a t-shirt. I think they actually put a decent amount of thought into it and what they're putting on as an like the backs of a lot of the sweatshirts are like actually important scenes from the show themselves and also like um what's the word i don't know i don't know i'm trying to think i'll i'll before while you think i'll talk about behind the scenes video they talked about how you kind of collab with like someone like attack on titan is they give you like a massive folder of a bunch of images that you can use and then you get to choose through those, like choose through those licensed images and uh, figure out how to put them on merch and uh, make them unique. So it seems like a, it may be a bit more difficult to, like, to do a collab like this than we would originally think. Because I know a lot of people like uh, minimalist type clothing, but I think it's uh, actually a, a bit uh, more interesting than that. So I think they did a good job with what they had. Um, but I will say a lot of it was very pricey. Some of the jackets like $146, which is actually like a normal price for a nice jacket. But the hoodies were like 95 which is really, really pricey. And the beanie was 32 which is crazy. Yeah, was this was 35 As a professional chance translator, I can tell you he was saying the snapback was 35 Chances, if there's any item that you would have purchased, or like if you, not purchased, but if you could pick one item that you think is the best from the collection, do you have one? Um, I'd either go with the Levi jacket or the first Titan hoodie. Hmm. I think those are like some of the like the more aesthetically pleasing ones for me, at least. I mm -hmm. basically kind of half know what those mean, but I don't really. So I'm glad we have you in as the expert. Um, is there any is there any um other anime that you'd like to see like kind of maybe collab with gaming organizations in the future? I think that they could do a lot with. One Piece and Bleach, just with size, like length of the show. There's a lot of stuff that they can pick through to put on merch. Like some shows are what, like twelve episodes. And you're just there's not much material for you to be able to collab with somebody and have like an effective amount of merchandise. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting. I think like that we had to start with like a gaming organization to do collab, but I wonder if we'll ever get like individual creator collapse because that would be crazy i don't think that they, I, unless it's like a huge creator like you could do maybe pewdiepie or mr beast yeah but I don't think. Like, would be able to but like some people i feel like there just wouldn't like be enough uh purchase for them to be able to do it effectively 
That's or true. publicly. But I'm trying to think of other like big, um, like game organizations because I don't think like really um, like uh, TSM has ever done like that crazy of collabs and merge. I mean, the only like big organization that I know would do collabs would be like Phase. True, and then maybe you could get maybe like more of the groups to do it. Like, uh, if you had like a OTK or OTB type um, collab with them, that would, that would be interesting. Yeah, um, I think that's probably going to be it for this quick session. Um, thank you, Chance. Um, um, we are going to move on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next, we're going to move on to the Streamer Awards. So the Streamer Awards were was an event that was um, very similar to like how an Oscars, Emmys event would be run for streamers. Uh, it was made um, by QT Cinderella, a popular Twitch streamer with 700,000 followers. And it was really well done. Um, there are some other awards that do give out, um, award shows that give out like um, awards to streamers and YouTubers. But they've always been kind of eh and not really streamer made. Um, and I think this was kind of the first time um, QT took it upon herself to kind of make an event by streamers for streamers called the Streamer Awards. Um, I believe it had up to like 350,000 viewers concurrently, probably more than that. Um, and it had um, has 4 million views right now, the VOD. So it was very successful. Um, I watched actually a large portion of it. There was a red first red carpet like you would normally get. And then there was um, the actual event. Um, so... Here we go. Um, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was well done. And I think it was a, a fun way for kind of streamers to make their own event and kind of take it back for themselves. Because many times not really well done. It was cool to see a lot of streamers interact and a lot of people kind of come out of their <laughs> um, recording studios that you don't normally see. Like Daily Dose of Internet was there. Um, Off-White TV, Amaranth, OTK, um, Kaide, um tens a lot of hundred thieves members there was a lot of different people there i'm sorry if i forgot your favorite creator there's just so many xqc um so yeah there was a lot of different people there it was cool to see them all come together for this one event and um what do i think about it the red carpet we'll start with that so the red carpet event was fun you don't normally see a lot of streamers get dressed up other than just like a sweatshirt or a t-shirt um, so it was interesting to see, like, uh, a lot of, like, the male streamers in suits and the female streamers in dresses. It was fun to see them get all dressed up, and I, I think it does add maybe an air of, uh, legitimacy to the whole event that they were all dressed up, and I think that was a really fun aspect of it. Um, on the red carpet, they had three interviewers. One was Nim, who I am, um, not too familiar with. Um, I believe he started in Hearthstone. Uh, I'll, I'll check what he, um, streams um, later, but, um, he was one of them, um, the second one was Slime, you may know him as, a, you know, Ludwig's 
friend, uh, Ludwig's like best, I don't know best friend, but Ludwig's great friend, and he also does a lot for Ludwig, he's like, I think he manages all Ludwig's money, he's on the podcast The Yard, he's that bald guy that's with Ludwig always, you know him from that, and um, yeah, and the third one was uh, JHB Team, um, member of 100 Thieves, he's like 19, very awkward guy, does the show, does the show TBH with JHB, uh, I've talked about him before, he is very funny, kind of a Twitter meme, and uh, it was definitely cool to see him there. Um, so, yeah. What I thought of these interviews is, honestly, they were really awkward. A lot of the interviews were not great. Some were funny, some were not. And I, I think, here's the thing about that. Was it like an actual award show? No. But what... Is it what you expect when a bunch of streamers interact? And is it funny because of that? Yes. You have um, a bunch of uh, streamers interacting with each other and all of that. And um, yeah, like it, you're going to expect it to be awkward. These people don't touch grass much. So it, it was funny to kind of see them get interviewed and maybe stumble a bit. And I think that made it a little charming. It had some enjoyability to it. You got to watch the cringe. Um so Nim, I think uh, he did a pretty good job. I think that he was very nervous in the beginning. He was definitely awkward in the beginning there. Uh, but then he kind of started to fall into a good routine. Um, he asked questions like, what's your thir- favorite third-party Twitch emote? And I think he started to kind of get his flow. I know at first he's likable. I would say some of his jokes were hit or miss. But I think he overall did a pretty good job. Um, this is not his fault, but sometimes I think they kept the camera on him for too long, like, they would draw out these interviews, and I wanted to them to be at a faster pace, so I was definitely kind of disappointed um, in that, I, I think, I don't know how many interviews they could have done, but it was just, there was a point where you're like, oh, like, why are we still, like, watching Nim interview this people, and this one for all the other interviews, too, but they just held it long on the ones with Nim for some reason. Um, next, Slime. I really like Slime. I think Slime is funny. I don't know if everybody appreciates slime's humor because slime has a very kind of like abrupt you know in your face humor which is funny if you know slime you're gonna think like if if you kind of know the person he is before you are gonna think he is funny but i was uh looking at a lot of um, the viewers in chat and they seem to be getting annoyed but in some of the uh, like interactions were awkward but i think it was um people just trying to get a vibe on slime and they couldn't really I do think he does a good job with people who are more extroverted and more open and some people he has already had a familiarity with, but there were definitely some awkward moments. And when, when I mention that Twitch chat says things, a lot of the communities I'm in on Twitch, and maybe you are, pretty positive. So you see an overwhelming pot of positive, like overwhelming amount of positive messages and not that negative ones. When you kind of get to like a mainstream Twitch event like this, you are going to get some negative like folks. It's just going to happen. That's granted like it, it's just gonna happen in that sort of situation um slime the, the piece of criticism i will definitely give him is he was wearing shoes that were like mismatched to his suit he had like a nice like really suit on cleaned up nice nice beard he actually like looked really nice um and then he had like just like beat up stan smith's on like beat up tennis shoes and <laughs> It was funny, and he mentioned the first time, and you're like, oh, haha. But then he like next mentioned it to like the next four people he interviewed, and it may have been just to try to break the ice. But they like kept it in; they didn't cut like they cut, so 
you heard him saying it every single time. You were just like, what, again? And uh, that that's the advice I would give him. Okay. JHB team. JHB team is very funny. He has a good sense of humor, but his humor and why people watch him, it is built on awkwardness, right? Built on awkwardness. TBH with JHB is like um, between two ferns. It is built on the awkward silence, JHB stumbling, being awkward, and like sweating. So when you saw like JHB interviewing people, it was funny because he was doing all of those things, especially in this live setting with so many people. You could tell he was nervous, he was awkward, and that was really like it was funny for someone who like knows JHB. It was still painful for me. Like, I was still, like, legitimately cringing out of my mind, but it was funny. And, um, yeah. But for people who didn't know JHB, and I could see that in the chat, too, they were like, who is this guy? He's the worst. And I think what happened is they just got, like, (laughs) it was to the point where, like, I don't, it's hard to say, they got, like, they saw this guy being awkward, and they're like, oh, they just picked a really bad option to interview people. When they didn't realize that was kind of his brand. So, like, is JHB the most personable person? Like, if you if he didn't have any brand around him, he would be an awful random stranger to interview people. But since he does have that brand, it was funny, but people don't know him. So they just thought, oh my god, this guy's shit. Which is an understandable reaction, but it, it's so hard to kind of... um market to all these huge communities on Twitch because normally you don't get such an intersection of different viewers. Like, you don't get them, like, coming together. You usually only have to market to a smaller section of Twitch so I can understand how that would be hard. Um, as for um, the actual show... Now we can get into that. Their views were generally pretty good, but I think that maybe I would like to see. I think Slime's good. I think more people know Slime, and it's going to be better. And I think you have to make the choices of who does interviews with Slime more specific. But I think maybe getting someone like maybe like Will Neff to interview people would be really good because I think Will Neff is like really personable and easygoing. And I think maybe finding more people like that would be good if he was up for it. Um, as for the actual show, the award show was done really well. I mean, I can't go into too much detail because it was just an award show. Um, but I will talk about it a bit. Um, it was hosted by um, QT Cinderella, as I said, and uh, Maya Higo was the co-host. Um, they did a great job, but at some times they were stumbling a bit. But I think it was kind of done at a very fast pace for a show of this scale. So that was impressive and like... They're not hosts in general, so it's, like, fine if they stumble. But um, I think they were pretty good. I think there were some moments that were definitely awkward, and it feels like they were um, scrambling for time. Like, whenever they went in um, and, like, asked questions to the crowd, um, sometimes you're like, oh. But I also don't think, like, they got enough time to write these, like, full-length speeches and jokes that all the other comedians do. And usually, people who host the stream, like, award shows, are professional comedians. So they're maybe a bit, like, um, more versed in doing a stand-up comedy of that style. Um, yeah. 
Um, but other than that, I think it was done pretty well. I would get rid of... They had some, like, music performances. I would get rid of them. I don't think they were very good. I think they just kind of interrupted the flow, and it's hard to do live music on Twitch, in my opinion. So I would have gotten rid of those. Um, other than that, I think it was funny, a great experience, and I think they should just go bigger next year. Um, yeah, I think that's it.